Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. For those of you that are new to the community, I am Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp the founder and host for those seasoned listeners. Thank you so much for listening to another segment. With me today in the hot seat is Jasper Smith. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about who Jasper is before we dive into this segment. So Jasper, known as Mr. Hashtag Bill Wealth, has been involved in the financial services arena for nearly 15 years. And he does not even look like it. He's the chief visionary behind a financial education company called the Build Wealth Movement. It's also trademarked, so y'all can't use that. He works timelessly to disrupt generational poverty for everyone so their kids, kids can live a life of privilege. Y'all, generational wealth is where it's at. And we as African-Americans or the black and brown community, this is something that we need to ingrain and instill in our children because other minority groups are doing it because they stick together as well as other racial groups. So why can't we do it too? And it's, and it's not about color here. It's about all of us leveling the playing field so we can make sure that we're leaving a legacy and a sturdy foundation for future generations to come. So without further ado, let's bring on Mr. Build Your Wealth. Hey, hey, Genesis. Thanks so much for having me. My pleasure, Jasper. And we're going to jump into the connection part of the segment, which right. is the part where the audience gets to know a little bit more about you in a personal and professional manner. So there's two options. We could do a rapid fire 10 question game, emphasis on rapid, or two, an icebreaker. What are you in the mood for? Rapid fire. Here we go, y'all. We're playing <laughs> rapid fire with Jasper and Genesis. Do, 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 do. Question number one. Who do people say you look like? Oh, Andre 3000. Okay. Andre 3000. Yeah, that's, that's the one. Question two. What's one word to describe you and you can't use the word well? Spontaneous. Question three, you being a dad, what's one piece of advice you would give to either a new or seasoned parent? Be patient. Question four, favorite color? Navy blue. Question five, would you rather a dream car, dream home, or hell, let's go big and have both? Both. Okay, what's, I'm going to make this question six. What's your dream car? uh it's changed over the years I, I was a porsche guy at one point then it was beamers then it was benzes uh and then and then it then it was like i want to get a lambo okay that's my dream car i want a black lambo with some blue neon lights because that's my favorite color and i'm gonna be like let's go <laughs> yeah. and look and, and i'm only gonna drive my my lambo on the weekends only on the weekends See, uh, I don't know. I don't know when I'm when I'm gonna drive mine because now that I'm a mama, like you can't really put a baby in the back seat. But I told my husband, "Hey, I, that's why we had the cars that I had because there's no back seat riders." But I wouldn't yeah. change being a mom for the world now. Right. <laughs> Question seven: What is your happy place? 
Does that have to be a physical uh, run, running outside? Okay, I'll take that. <laughs> Question eight. If you could have lunch or dinner with any person, past or present, who would it be? Reginald Lewis. Okay. Question nine. What got you involved in the work that you're doing now? I needed a job when I got out of college. <laughs> question 10. It is our pass or play question. And here are the rules. If you pass, oh. our roles are reversed and you could ask me any question. If you choose to play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. So do you want to pass or play? I want to play. Okie dokie. Last question. You just won the lottery. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. However, you must donate to three charities of your choice before your proceeds are released. What charities are you donating to? The American Red Cross, my alma mater, North Carolina a and I consider educa I consider my college a charity. <laughs> so, <laughs> and the third, because my wife is a dog lover, uh, is the the SPCA SP. I've always butchered, but the animal one. I always butcher, but for that one, she loves dogs. So I would give to that one as well. Okay, awesome. And y'all, we just concluded the connection segment. I hope you learned a little bit more about Jasper personally and professionally. Now we're going to dive into the meat of the conversation, which is how he's helping others build generational wealth. And today I want to focus on children because children are the future and it's forward facing because we've already lived our life. So why not set up our children for success? And some people be like, hey, I had to work hard for, to secure the bag. They got to work for theirs too. But let's look at it from a different vantage point here because when we show them certain disciplines, when we steward them, when we give them knowledge, wisdom, understanding, then they're able to go out into society to build wealth for themselves and give back to this world that we live on. Because our goal is to leave this place better than we found it. So Jasper, mm -hmm. let's talk about this. You have, I think, uh, you have a daughter. I don't know how many kids you have. So what is important to you whenever you think about it from your vantage point and whenever you think about it from your clients? Because you have to walk it like you talk it, you know? Yeah. And, and until I have my daughter, so this is our first child. She's uh, seven months old. And prior to having a child, it, it was all theory. Like I would just tell my clients with children, hey, this is what I would do when I have kids. And it, it was just like a, a a broken record. Like every time somebody said they had a child, I would say, you should do this. Well, why? Because my parents did some things for me. I wish they would have done a few a few more things. And so now it's like I'm living. Like I, it's no longer theory. Like I've put it into action. And when I think about my daughter and her future, I, I want it to be as limitless as possible. Because when you look at black and brown communities, the the driving factor for most decisions is money. It's financial. I can't go to this school. I can't go on this trip. I can't have this experience. I can't get that additional education for whatever I'm interested in. I just want to take that off the table. And so as my daughter grows and she says, hey, dad, I want to do this. Cool. Hey, dad, I want to try this. Cool. You know, I, I, I used to joke, but I said, 
I wanted to get to a point where black and brown kids just take gap years because in our community, that's not something we were growing up to do. Like we had to go to school, you had to work. And some of us were working through school. You know, I didn't have to. So, so shout out to my parents for, for doing some things right. And it's only because I got lucky. Like I was the third kid. So the first kid is my sister, who's a lot older. It was an experiment, right? We got one. Let's, let's try some things. So, you know, they, they took some time off, had my brother. And then a couple of years later, I thought that had me. And so it was just, they, they learned through experience. But my mom and dad have both said this on separate occasions is that we wanted to do more than we got growing up, which is what every parent says to me. I want to do more or better for my children. But when I look at the financial planning side of it, they don't really do that part. They'll give their kids the toys and the video games and take them on the trip. They give them all the, the material things. But those things, you know, they have a short shelf life. And so I think about, you know, we're, we're we're doing this episode around the holidays. And so it's, are you, are you going to go bananas and buy your kids a lot of stuff? Literally. And if you're like me, like we're traveling for the holidays. So I don't have room in my bag. We don't have, like, we don't want to carry all that stuff. Like we're going to probably have to ship some stuff back. And I say, you know, what's really light. I said money, like cash checks are light. And if you want to do digital currency, that's that has no weight. Just hit a button and you can fund something for my daughter. And it, and it worked. I mean, you literally have to begin to train your family. And I'm speaking to the family members who just think your kids should have stuff. And I'm like, that stuff, that that toy is going to get broke. That 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 game is going to fall out of favor. But that money being invested right now in a down market like we're in, that's going to appreciate in value. So I'd rather her forego some some material goods. And, and, and mind you, she's seven months. She doesn't know what Christmas means, what a tree. I mean, why do we go crazy over these gifts? And, and I'm thinking, what if we took a little bit of the money that we spend on material goods for children, like, our, like the babies? What if we just put them in savings account, an investment account, an insurance policy? Like what if we just did some things differently and so that's the life that I'm living now. And my wife was all on board for, even before she got pregnant. I said, when we have this kid, here's what's about to happen. My wife's been on board and now we're slowly training and, and, and educating our village, our community on what it is we need. Not so much what y'all think we want. No, no. Here's what we need. We need money for her future. So let's let's dive in there because our kids are around the same age. My daughter will be five months. Um, this week so and a lot of people do like to get babies a bunch of stuff that just accumulates it builds up mm -hmm. around your house your house looks like a little daycare all of yep. this other stuff blase blase <laughs> but in order to disrupt generational poverty some of the tools and vehicles that we could use like I hear a lot of people talk about life insurance for kids get it early um, they talk about the savings accounts there's various savings accounts depending on whether you're doing it through your employer, which I always tell people, don't put all your eggs in one basket. And mm -hmm. I am an example of that. I spent 12 years in the oil and gas field, seven and a half years working for a Fortune 500 company and was laid off in the pandemic. But luckily, you know, we did have, we had savings and mm -hmm. other things on the back end, my husband and I. And then another thing is pay attention to what is it that 
you want for your future and that will help you be um, navigate and use it as a conduit to where you want to go because if you don't have a vision and if you don't have a goal you're not going to really have focus in order to get you there so what are some of the vehicles that you use to help steer your clients in the right direction whether it's education because in order to be dangerous you need to be educated in order to be dangerous and i'm saying this metaphorically y'all right and then knowing knowing your pieces that you have kind of like my brother's like it's like playing chess kind of know your pieces mm -hmm. how you're gonna move mm -hmm. and then kind of knowing who's in your network because we don't always have all the information but if we yeah. link up and partner with somebody that says hey this mm -hmm. is what i'm doing over here and this has yielded me a roi which is return on investment, y'all, then you're like, oh, okay. Oh, snap, please. Let me look into this. <laughs> yeah, th th this is something I, I, I dubbed it the parent cheat codes. It's four things. And and I tell you, it's four things. So the first one is set up the bank account. And, and for, for, for the babies, a savings account is fine. And normally I don't have to coach parents or even grandparents to do that. Most people just know to do that account for their children. It's, just, it's almost like ingrained, open up an account. So the bank account is the first, the first uh, cheat code. It's safe. People are going to give you gifts of money. Maybe that's, that's one of the places where you deposit those funds. The second is an investment account. And I say investment account because some parents are adamant about the 529 college plan. Others will tell me, well, I don't want it to be, uh, I don't want the funds necessarily for college. So you could consider a custodial account. And these are, the acronym is UTMA or UGMA. So it's the Uniform Gifts to Minors Act, or people just say account, or the Uniform Transfers to Minor Account or Act. They're acts, but anywho, they're investment accounts for your children. And so whether it's the 529 or the custodial account, pick one. Because you need something that's going to be growth oriented, that's going to be in the market. Just that's how you're going to make the money. Saving money will not get you wealthy or rich. And that is fundamental. <laughs> that's, 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 that's 101. You can save all day long, but you're not going to make much. If you're trying to get rich or wealthy, you need to invest. So for your child, your newborn, your, your, your infant, your toddler, they got time on their hands. So I even wrote an article. It's on my blog. It's called 18 Year Head Start. I'm just not waiting. Because also have I've met clients who have high schoolers and like, well, we're not sure what we're going to do for college. You know, it's an option. The student loan is always going to be an option, but we've kind of already ruled that out of my daughter's life because we've we've we're following the cheat codes, just so you know. So we got the bank account. We have an investment account, whether it's the 529 or the custodial account. And there are pros and cons to each one of those. We won't go into the details here, but think it through. Speak with an advisor. Yes, ma'am. So I want to ask one question here, mm -hmm. because with the 529 account, some people said, okay, well, if you use this and like, what happens if my child does not want to go to college, yep. then does that money go bye-bye or is there a loophole around it? Because let's be honest, not everyone is built for college. Some people end up wanting to do a four-year, some people want to go to trade school, or some people say, yeah. you know what, I think I want to do the entrepreneur route and yep. that's fine. But then if your money is in that account, what happens if you can't get that money out? Yeah, great. That that's the biggest one. So a five twenty nine. Let's say your, let's say my daughter doesn't want to go to school. So if we have another child, then we could just change the beneficiary, and the second child could benefit from all those investments. So it's gonna sit for a while, right? It'll sit a little bit longer depending on how far apart they are. 
So you can kind of tell your kid, you know, we've been saving or investing some money on your behalf. If you don't go to school, like mom or dad could become the beneficiary. You can go back to school and get a certificate. It, it says post-secondary education. It's pretty loose. As long as the funds are going to education, there are no tax ramifications when you take the money out. So you can almost, I mean, one of my clients, she, she pretty much threatened her son. She was like, if you don't go to school and make good grades and get a scholarship and, and go to college, mama's going to spend your money that she's been investing since you were a baby. And she showed her the statement and she showed him how much she said, if you don't go to school, mama's going to pay. So, so in that scenario, she would just pay taxes on the growth. That's it. All, all it would have done is served as an investment account that somebody was going to benefit from. So if the child does not want to go, you can change it to, they say lineal descendant. It's a little, look, your cousin, like first cousin, like, yeah, you know, third cousins, maybe, maybe not, you know, if you adopt the child. So they're, they're pretty loose on if you need to make the adjustment, it has some flexibility, but it still needs to be towards education. And, and believe it or not, Genesis, here's the pushback that I get. Well, my child might not go to college. And 95% of the people who have said that to me, have advanced degrees. We're talking doctors and engineers and masters and PhDs. My kid's not going to school. You sure? Because y'all got a whole bunch of degrees on your wall. So, okay. But but that's where the custodial count came into play is because people didn't want those kind of, you call them handcuffs, right? I don't want to be handcuffed for this money for, for college per se. Now there's some tax ramifications with that piece of the pie. But again, every there are pros and cons to, to both accounts. I'm not saying one is better than the other. You have to figure out what is in your best interest. And so for my wife and I, we chose the custodial account. My wife and I are both entrepreneurs. So college is college was great. If she wants to go, cool. We're going to have some money there. But if she doesn't, maybe we're the first investor. I mean, it's her money, but we, she could be her first investor with her own seed money. So we want to have that flexibility in, in, in those options. So we kind of ruled out the tax situation isn't going to be that wild. So we're not worried about that because we just didn't want to be handcuffed to it has to be for education because maybe it's not. Maybe it's for an experience that helps her to figure out. Maybe it's that gap year. Hey, take a year, go backpack in Africa, go do your thing, find yourself. If you want to go to school, we've already invested some other money. So we're giving her the option of we got some money that's 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 going to grow over this 18 year time frame, And with time and compounding, and I invested very uh, wisely and aggressively because that whole account is set for growth. The bank account, safe. The investment account, I want it to grow because we got 18 years. I'm not, I don't play it safe personally. And I see too many people limit themselves financially because they play it too safe. And then you get upset when your money, you, you don't have that, uh, that ROI you mentioned. You're like, what happened? You played it too safe. Sorry, I can't go back in time, but. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a good one. Uh, I'm a little bit of both. Like I'm a little safe and then a little aggressive, but my husband, he's like, that's put it all. And I'm like, is you crazy boy? Like, But, but, but Jenna, that, that's exactly. So, so that's, that's where the risk factor comes in. So I'm thinking when I came up with these cheat codes, I said, I'm, I'm tackling everybody from a risk perspective. So bank account, investment account. The third is the life insurance. This is simply is not because we want your children to predecease you. So if any insurance agent, financial planner, financial advisor has ever told you get an insurance policy on a newborn or an infant or a toddler, the reason being is that there's a component 
in these permanent policies that also can appreciate in value. Similar to how a house or a home builds equity over time, the same dynamic happens within a permanent insurance policy. And I'm saying permanent on purpose because they're different types. So I'm not going to, we're not going to get into an argue, you know, somebody's going to argue if I say once, I say permanent, meaning that the, the person who's insured would have this for the rest of their life. So if my daughter grows up and, and adopts an unhealthy lifestyle, she's at least got some minimal level of coverage. If her job or employer doesn't offer her insurance, she will have some minimal level of coverage for her entire life. If my daughter, you know, just, just says to herself, you know, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Well, you will still have some level of insurance. And, and, and the sad part is you don't understand. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. And one thing I want to say, audience, yeah. too, is whenever you're looking at these permanent insurance, look at the difference between whole and term and know the pros and cons between both of them. But I just wanted to just interject that there. Absolutely. And just so you know, you cannot do term insurance on a minor. That's the big one. Just so y'all know. So that's why I say permanent because it's whole life. Again, you said whole life. That's just one. There's there's a lot. Again, not today, but just know, speak with an expert and go through all of your options. I'm sick of seeing stuff on social media where people are saying, you, you got to have this type. Well, you don't have to. It's just, you don't know all the options, but I, I, I pride myself on giving people all the options. Some people don't agree with that, but I, I don't try to sell my, my clients the wrong thing. That's just me. A lot of scam artists out there, but that insurance policy is kind of that in-betweener where it might not be as aggressive as the investment account you set up or the 529. It's not as safe as the bank account, which you know won't make you any money. So it's kind of that in-betweener. And so when I think about my daughter's policy, again, 18 years stacking. So by the time she's 18, that cash value or the equity in her policy, and she can do whatever she wants to do with that, that equity. It's her, that's an asset. So why do it? Well, my parents did it for me and did it for my older brother. I told you before, I got lucky. My sister did not have all these accounts. So the three accounts we've talked about thus far, my brother and I both had those. So why would I not do that for my daughter? Right. It's just that's how you create that legacy. You create generational wealth. You disrupt generational poverty by doing the stuff that actually works. I don't have student loans. 80 percent, 90 percent of my clients have student loans from undergrad or grad or both. My daughter will not have that. The last one, the last cheat code. You add your child as an authorized user to a credit card. Now, here's the pushback. Well, why would you do that? Well, there's no there's no law that says you have to wait until you're 18 to begin your credit journey. There's no law. Now, the law says to, to establish your own credit, you got to be 18 on your own. But my baby girl's had a, she's had credit since she was two. All her, all, so these cheat codes, just so you know, Genesis, we did all of this within two months. So, you know, we waited, we waited, got, got used to having her home. And then when we got that social security number, everything got opened up. And that was kind of our time frame. So I'm not saying to, to parents, do this immediately, but begin thinking about implementing this within the first three months because you just had the house kicking it. One of y'all is on maternity or paternity leave. So you, you just at the house, you get the social, that could be the trigger. And I told my wife, let's just use that as the, the time frame of, let's wait till we get the social. 
We'll set up everything. And then all these accounts were all funded by gifts. That's how much money we, so, so my wife and I had no, or I'll say a minimal outlay of money to fund all those things. The authorized user costs you nothing, but a few seconds, you got the social, you go online, you hit enter, boom, the next month. So my daughter's been building credit for five months. She's probably got better credit than, I don't know, 90% of the people in this country. Cause my, my, my credit is a one, you know? So, you know, I want, when I think about my daughter's future, what excuse can you give me as to why you can't go pursue your passion? And I say that wholeheartedly because I have too many clients who have great jobs and they hate them. Well, when I when I retire, I'm going to start my second career. You wasted all your good years. I think about my if my daughter wants to get into the arts and pick a, pick a field of art. If you want to go be an art, our society does not pay you well. But if there's money in your in your accounts to pay your your rent and your food and your transportation, you can go be an artist. You can go to auditions if you're an actress. I mean, you you can't use certain excuses that a lot of us use as to why we can't pursue what we love. I I just want to be I want her to be happy. Absolutely. And I I think whenever you are happy and you set your child up for success, then you're also telling them the world is your oyster because now you have the freedom and the liberty to do that things that are not tying you down. And me being a millennial, being young, it's like I told y'all early on, I spent 15 years in corporate, 12 in oil and gas. And it's because in my culture, being Caribbean descent, it's like you go to school, you get a good job and you work. Okay. And school systems teach you how to be a good employee, but it doesn't teach you how to be an entrepreneur. And whenever you try to do something that's different than what you've seen, people look at you like you're crazy or whatnot. No, I'm not crazy. I'm different. And that's okay. And now I could wrap with Andy Minio. I'm coming in hot. Um, but anywho, that's another conversation. So this has been a lot of wisdom for y'all. So we're laying this down, but it's up to y'all to do a due diligence and apply these four principles from this cheat code into your practice with your precious bundles of joy. And now we're going to jump into the CTA because I got to be respectful of Jasper's time. He's on vacation, holidays. So Jasper, what is your call to action for the audience today? Pick one thing that you wanted to do all year and just start Whatever it is, as it relates to your financial plans, pick one thing and get started today. Like now, as soon as you heard me say this, you already know it's in your head. Take one step forward towards accomplishing whatever it is you just said in your head that you needed to do this year that you have not done. That's where you start and do it today. And Jasper, for anyone that's interested in connecting with you further, what is your website and where do you primarily hang out on social media, if any? Yeah, so the website is mrbuildwealth.co. So no M, just mrbuildwealth.co. You can find all that I'm into. It has some different links that'll take you all across the internets. And if it's socials, uh, I'm, I'm pretty heavy on Instagram, Mr. Underscore Build Wealth is the name and i should have said this to genesis and i thought i made the correction on the um it's the hashtag is silent but it's funny i laugh every time i don't tell people it's just mr build wealth but that's when i realized that i've got a lot more work to do because once the world really knows who i am everybody will know that the hashtag is silent but um 
Miss the build wealth. And it's, it's my fault, but I'm enjoying this process and this journey of, of spreading this, this message around. Let's take care of these babies. Let's take care of these babies. So, so Mr. Buildwealth.co, Mr. Underscore build wealth on Instagram, tap in. If I can be of service, just let me know. I, I'm not here to hard sell anybody. My baby girl going to be all right. Hopefully your babies will be okay. And if you are a grandparent, I've met too many grandparents who will do the work that a parent might not be willing or able to do. So don't feel like as a parent, it's all on you because they said it takes a village to raise a child. So ask the village for money. Yes, that part, y'all. And y'all, you just heard Jasper Smith right here on GEMS Podcast. Make sure you like, comment, follow, and subscribe. We're on 40 plus audio platforms. You can see the recording to this video on YouTube by going to GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. And lastly, but not least, where would I be without my supporters? You know, I only think about you. Y'all, I am not a singer, but I love that Ja Rule song and I remixed it. So don't get, don't get me sued, y'all. I want to thank each one of y'all for coming into this community. Because of you, we're now ranked as the top 2% on listennotes.com for the KPIs among 2.9 million podcasts. So let's get up to that 1%. So keep sharing, keep sending your feedback, leaving reviews, because that is how I develop personally and professionally. And make sure not only do you retain the knowledge, but you apply the knowledge, because what good is getting this knowledge if you're not going to do anything with it? So keep that in mind. And my big ask is for brand sponsors. It is paid sponsorship because it does take resources to fuel the mission and movement, which is to bring you content that is educational, inspirational, and motivational, while also weaving in DEIMB, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, because whether you realize it or not, it takes all of us coming together to make this world a better place. So until next time, the next guest, next segment, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Signing out, Genesis and Jasper. Peace, y'all. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor so please reach out via email at gems, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services could be here on GEMS Podcasts.